What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello. Thank you for coming back on the podcast today. I'm back with you today. This is Angelisa Chandler, Biblical Counselor and Care Ministry Associate at New Vision Baptist Church. I was able to be with you guys yesterday as we started in chapter 27 of Acts, and we read through the very first part of Acts, um, chapter 27, where Paul um, is on this journey sailing back to Rome because the Jewish people are trying to convict him um, and sentence him to death. So if you did not hear yesterday's podcast, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that today because we're picking up right where we left off. So today, guys, we are coming back to see what happens. So Paul was being brought back to Rome to stand trial before Caesar because, of course, no other governing official could find fault in Paul to sentence him to death. Uh, But the Jews were super insistent. So they put him on a boat and they were sending him back to Rome. So we saw in the first part of chapter 27 um, how this journey began. So we saw that Paul found favor with the Roman soldiers, but when push came to shove and he tried to warn them about the upcoming dangers of being on the sea in the wintertime, the centurion decided to listen to the other people on the boat instead of heed the warning from Paul. And they decided to push through and sail on to Rome because he was thinking about his own comfort more than their safety. All right, so let's dig in. This is the next part, part two of this journey. So we're going to be reading in the book of Acts, chapter 27, verses 13 through 18. I'll be reading from the NIV. When a gentle south wind began to blow, they thought they had obtained what they wanted. So they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeastern swept down from the island. The ship was caught up by the storm and could not head into the wind, so we gave way to it and were driven along. As we passed the lee of a small island called Cauda, we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure. When the men had hoisted it aboard, they passed ropes under the ship itself to hold it together. Fearing that they would run aground on the sandbars of Sirtis, they lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. After the men had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage, because not one of you will be lost, only the ship will be destroyed. Last night an angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith that God in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. So we see here that they find themselves in the middle of a fierce storm. 
They're trying really hard to do all that they know how to do to save this ship. They're literally tying ropes to try to hold it together. But this storm was lasting many days. It was so strong that they couldn't even see sun or stars. So they were almost in like complete darkness because this is how sailors, they really, they really followed the sun or the stars to know where they were going. So they were kind of just like blind trying to get where they were going. And they were afraid for their lives. Verse 20 states, they gave up all hope of being saved. Have you ever heard anyone say, well, we've tried everything, so all we can do is pray? I do not like this statement. This actually implies that they have tried everything in their own power to change or fix a problem, but failed. So then, only then, are they ready to go to God to see if he can try. Man, that is so backwards, isn't it? Philippians 4.6 tells us that when we're anxious, we should go to God first. It says that don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, bring our request to God. And so that's what we should do. Whenever we feel anxious, hopeless, scared, we should go to God first. He is the creator of all things, knows all things. He is much better at guiding and helping us through hard times than we are. Now, although the passages do not tell us what Paul was actually doing all of these days while the crew was trying to hold the ship together, we know from his relationship with the Lord that he was most likely in constant prayer and constant communication with the Father during this time, especially in this really scary storm. So as Paul starts seeing the hopelessness of the people on the boat, he is finally able to speak encouragement to them as he gives them truth to help them see hope. Actually, in verse 22, he says, Not one of you will be lost, only the ship. So Paul received this encouragement from an angel. This angel was reminding him of God's words to him, that God hasn't forgotten him. Paul actually needed this reminder too, um, because you can imagine he was probably in as much fear as they were. It was a very scary situation. So this angel helped him to remember that God's guidance was with him and that he knew that God had guided him to go see Caesar. So that's where he was going. But because he was in the storm, it was easy for Paul to lose hope and to fall into doubt and fear just like the others. Matter of fact, in verse 20 that we just read, it says that we gave up hope. That was including Paul. So they were all scared for their lives. In many times in scripture, we've read about storms. Now, we've even read one um, last time we went through the book of Mark. We read through a storm that Jesus was in with his disciples. It was in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41, when Jesus calms the storm. We remember the storm being so fierce that the disciples were scared for their life. They thought they were going to drown, and they found Jesus sleeping on a cushion. And similar to the story we just read, the disciples in that time, they had forgotten what Jesus had said in the very beginning. Before they even got in the boat, Jesus told them, we are going to the other side. And they had already forgotten that statement. And when Jesus tells you you're going somewhere, you're going to get there. He did not tell them there was going to be a storm in the middle of that journey. But because of the storm, they could have had faith and not fear if they would have remembered Jesus's words. Matter of fact, um, Jesus asked the disciples when they woke him up and after he calmed the storm, he asked them, why do you fear? Do you have no faith? I know some of you that are listening today, 
might be going through a storm. Maybe you're coming out of a storm or maybe you feel the winds and the waves and you might be entering a storm. Well, I want to encourage you today to seek God's promises in his word because he's already told you some things that would help you counter this fear that you might be having. For instance, if you are feeling all alone and feeling abandoned and hopeless, Deuteronomy 31.6 reminds us, he will never leave you or forsake you. If you're in a conflict in a relationship right now that's bringing you a lot of pain, Exodus 14.14 reminds us, he will fight on your behalf. If some of you are feeling rejected and unloved, Isaiah 54.10 reminds us his love will never fail you. Friends, God gives us the tools in his word to prepare us for the storms in life. If you are finding yourself like the centurion soldier, stuck and hopeless, you can find encouragement and hope through the word. God also sends Pauls in your life sometimes to help you when you're in need. So don't be afraid to reach out to a trusted Christian friend or even reach out to a counselor um, here at New Vision Baptist Church. We would love to be able to meet you where you are and help you learn how to seek God in your storm. You can find a, a biblical counselor by reaching out to our webpage, www.newvisionlife.com forward slash care. But I hope that as we have read this today, it gives you hope and encouragement through your storms in life. Maybe you're not in a storm, but let me tell you guys, as we know how life goes, we live in this life of hills and valleys, right? So on top of the hill comes a valley. So if some of you guys need to prepare ahead of time, go ahead and seek in his word, the promises that he gives us. I challenge you guys to memorize these, put these on your heart. So in times of the storms, you can remember them and not be afraid. I just pray this grows your faith today, guys, as we've read through the first two parts of this passage. But please hang on and come back tomorrow. Um, I, it's been fun hanging out with you the past two days, but I'm going to let Nick take over as tomorrow um, Pastor Nick is going to take us through the end of chapter 27, and we'll see how the story ends. Well, be blessed, friends, and have a great day. Bye. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.